it's really crazy how fast August is flying by. It's already halfway over. It's August 13th. Since it's halfway over, that means that there's only half a month left of summer. Not only does that mean that school's right around the corner, but that also means that if you're working on a summer project, you're going to have to wrap it up soon because it's almost all over. Also, make sure you get outside and, you know, let your white skin get a little tan. It, it really helps uh, attract the ladies. This is our 10th broadcast. We've gotten to the double digits. I'm pretty excited by that fact. I know you are. We're going to start off our show today with an advertisement. Just 20 seconds. It's cool. And then we're going to go into our news, and then we'll finish up with a debate. I'm Brett Hudson, a.k.a. BrettBoy129, and I'll be your host today. This is an announcement for Public Function Indy, the upcoming Indy Function Forums. Stay up to date with the latest radio broadcasts, magazine issues, and updates from Indy Function. Have conversations with the actual staff from Indy Function. Be the first to know about upcoming Indy Function projects and events. Be part of the Indy Function community, coming August 17th, 2011. Hi, I'm Wits, and I'll be hosting the debate topic today. Last week when I did the news, I thought it was a ton of news. I was like, holy crap, there's a lot. Last week's was nothing compared to this week's. This week had at least twice as much news, which means that this is probably going to be a good 15-minute segment. So um, I'm going to try to go through it as fast as I can, just summarize all the articles. That way it's not 15 minutes, but it might end up being. So we'll just have to see how it is. It's already been 30 seconds. So... Um, I'm going to start out with the Indie City Beta. Um, Indie City is a really cool new program that you can sign up for. It's a website right now, and it's pretty much going to be like a Steam for indie games. And it supports almost everything out there. Like you can use C, Flash, Java, even Game Maker. Um, they it seems like everything supported by it and right now it's in a um, private beta so you have to get an invite code to uh, get in it and in order to get an invite code all you have to do is just sign up I've checked it out it's really cool and it seems like a great project and I hope that it takes off uh, similar to the Indie City beta there's also another site out right now called Indievania it's also in a beta, and it seems like a very similar basic concept. You upload your game, you put a price on, people can buy it, except it doesn't quite seem as cool as Indie City because it doesn't seem to have its own little client thing, and like it doesn't have achievements, or the ad revenue doesn't look like it's as good as Indie City, so most likely Indie City is going to beat Indievania's, but Indievania's site is also very bland. It's just white, gray, and black compared to the Indie City, which is just colorful and like bright and makes you want to dance. So we'll have to see how these two battle it out and see which one uh, comes out on top. 
Stencil had their game jam. It ended a month ago. We never announced it because I didn't know anything about it, and nobody else on the team did because Stencil isn't quite all that big. But just to let everyone know, uh, the winner was Dangerous Dungeons by Adventure Islands, followed up by Crisscross by Dynion, and third place was Super Bubble Bounce by Ethan, and it's nice because Stencil's just got their games working in HTML5, so you don't even have to download anything, you can just play it right in the browser. Stencil is not the only one that's gotten the HTML5 running lately, also the Game Salad program uh, also has the new Game Salad Arcade, which is powered by HTML5. I really like their logo. It's the Game Salad guy, except he's got a sword in one hand, and then the HTML5 logo in the other that looks like a shield. Even more HTML5 news this week. Game Maker for HTML5. Uh, the beta is expected to be released in September, and right now you can go over to the UA Games website and sign up for the HTML5 beta. I don't remember the URL. But you can look it up on the Yo-Yo Games news section. I hate their new site layout because you can't get to anything. Like you have to go to the news to get another link to a link, and it's they should just have everything organized, but they don't, which is really annoying. But the GM HTML5 beta, you can sign up for it. You might not get accepted, so you know don't think, oh hey, I signed up, I should get in. No, they are going to look through them and uh, pick the people that they want to add and then send out the betas to those people this September. Or TIG's Jam number four is going to be going on this October from the 20th to the 23rd. It's the fourth annual Game Jam celebrating the TIG Source community. It's $50 to go. It's at the Hacker dojo which is down in Mountain View California where the fee goes towards an amazing one-of-a-kind TIG4 t-shirt that's pretty cool uh, snacks and drinks throughout the jam and a massive wrap-up indie and dinner so since they're indie developers they're gonna go to an indie inn restaurant uh, that's that's clever so they said the TIG jam is gonna be an environment of intense game creation we did not run a theme or any sort of competition but Many participants choose to focus on a new project or prototype. Um, just make sure you bring a laptop computer, good headphones, a working workflow, figure out where you're going to sleep, uh, the jam hours. It's open 24-7, but they want you to sleep. Uh, you can get a t-shirt, and then afterwards there's going to be a dinner. A new petition started for... OGG Vorbis support in Internet Explorer and Safari because right now uh, they don't support it in the new HTML5. Right now you can play MP3s in all of them except Opera and uh, Firefox, same with AAC. And then AUG support isn't in Internet Explorer or Safari. So they are trying to get it so we can use OGGs in any browsers then it, there can just be a complete cross-browser acceptable one so you know HTML5 development will be way simpler and you won't have to have multiple sound files for the same thing because if people are going to start developing games for it 
they're probably going to have hundreds of sound effects and if you have to have two different versions of it and then figure out which one to call depending on the browser that's just a whole bunch of extra programming work that nobody really wants to do you can find the petition at wewantogg.com uh, sign up, follow them on twitter and try to help get it so we can have OGG in Internet Explorer and Safari um, for development the Google Chrome beta now supports C slash C++ so that's pretty cool their native client called NACL is an SDK and NACL is actually the modular formula for salt and then they have an API called pepper that provides the HTML bindings for C or C++ so salt and pepper haha I seriously give up on naming conventions nowadays but the native client allows C and C++ code to be seamlessly executed inside the browser with security restrictions similar to JavaScript. Native clients apps use Pepper, a set of interference that provides C and C++ bindings to the capabilities of HTML5. As a result, developers can now leverage their native code libraries and expertise to deliver portable, high-performance web apps. Indie Games, the blog, just announced that they're going to be having a game jam. They uh, asked a bunch of questions on their blog, like, uh, how long do you think the time period should be? Do you want to assemble your own teams? Do you want us to make random groups out of all the participants? Should the community vote? So, you know, you can pretty much just talk on their blog and say what you want, and um, they'll set it all up, and uh, it seems like a good one because they're really listening to the community. Well, I hope they do. It looks like fun. And then on top of the indie games, there is a new Ludum Dare going on starting next Friday. It's going to be running from August 19th to the 22nd and the theme has not been announced. There are some really cool things going on like uh, this one guy is writing a book on game jams. His name is Breakdance McFunky Pants. I heard about him on Twitter the other day. And then there's also this other one where you enter a video all you gotta do is like make a video around five seconds saying I'm insert nickname on Ludum Dare and I'm in I make games using whatever you use it so uh, you upload the video uh, using the link that they provided on the ludumdare.com slash compo page and then they're gonna compile them all into a video and you know you can do whatever you want so let's let's get some interesting ones because I really want to see that video just be on top of Indie City and Indievania, there's also another indie distribution site. Um, this one is more like Indie City because they have a client, it looks like, and uh, you buy games. This one is based on the UK, just like Indie City, because all their prices are in pounds. And it's called Little Indie, which is at littleindie.net. And uh, the site seems pretty small right now. There's a shop page, a new set page and an about page, uh, register, log in, get client. The main page is very small, there's a like button, they have the three new releases, they have the scrolling thing, you can't go back or anything which is kind of annoying, so if you miss the game, you're screwed. You have the spotlight and uh, the definition on independent games. There are a lot of indie distribution sites going on right now. Uh, indie Vision, it's an advice website it says came to an end a while back but now they are back they've returned and it was founded by Richard Hill Whittall 
of Icon Games Entertainment, and it has now come back after a few difficult months, he said. Uh, the site was created with the intention to help other indies in what is an incredibly exciting time to become or to be an indie game developer. Um, after several changes of domain name, the site has now been settled permanently at www.indievision.biz. The XBLIG, also known as the Xbox Live Indie Game Service, um, is going to be coming out for PC. So some of the indie games uploaded to the Xbox Live are going to be available to play on your PC now. Um, it shows some games like They Bleed Pixels, All the Bad Parts, Speedrunner HD, Duality ZF, Game Marks, Trailer, oh, it doesn't, oh, it's Austria, uh, Shadow Dawn, Ninja, with an H at the end, uh, Kings is Nevermore, Blocks That Matter, ooh, this one I believe was made by Notch. And, yeah, that's, that's cool that indie games for the Xbox are now going to be available on the PC. I'm excited to go play some of those. We're almost all done with our news, just uh, three more topics. Uh, Minecraft is having a special thing since Notch is getting married uh, as I speak. Um, that's pretty exciting news. So, Minecraft is having a special weekend wedding giveaway where if you buy Minecraft this weekend you will get a special gift code to give to a friend that you love to but he spelt love wrong he spelt it W-U-B which is completely wrong uh, he got he got the U right though so that's good but you basically get two accounts for the price of one this weekend and it's a great deal anybody that doesn't have Minecraft like myself uh, should probably go get it I'm just using my friend's account uh, to try it out and it's actually really fun. Uh, over at the GMC, uh, you'll notice that the GMC Jam voting has finished and the games have all been rated. And the first place is Doodledoo by The Snyder. Hope I said that right. Uh, and then tied for second place is The Statues Live by Orange08 and Don't Die by Cool Gamer SMS. The final one the final news topic is Just Ask Kong, which we talked about last week. Uh, Congregate uh, is adding a new section called Just Ask Kong to their emails. And this week was the first one that they did. And basically what happens is you send them a Twitter message or something on Facebook or something on their forums. You send them a question and then they answer it in their email. So uh, Ethan R, which is at EthanRule3 on Twitter... Uh, he asks, uh, co at Congregate, when will points be worth something? Uh, what will they even be worth? And then Kong's response was, uh, tomorrow and a pony. One pony per point, to be exact. Oh, you wanted a real answer. Well, while we've been thinking about having expendable points for quite a while now, years in fact, it might still be some time before we implement a tangible reward system. For one thing, we would want to make sure that the rewards uh, we offered were things that people would find fun and useful and for another we'd want to make sure that we'd have some sort of preventable measure to make sure people aren't getting points and therefore real tangible rewards by cheating on the bright side taking our time means that we can really think these issues and do it right so if it ever does happen we'll be offering perks you guys want without any other icky unwanted consequences 
If you have a question for a congregate that you want answered, um, send them a Twitter message or on their Facebook or something, and it could show up in their weekly email. That is, like, one of the coolest things ever. And thankfully, we're all done with our news, because that was a lot of news, and my brain is about fried. But uh, I'll have to stick through the next topic, which would be the debate. Alright, so this week on Indie Function Radio, we are returning the old debate topic. So, it, it was kind of fun doing that in the past, just we haven't been able to come up with any debates lately. So, for future episodes, if you have any debates that you'd like us to cover, send it our way via our Twitter, which is at Indie Function. There's no space or parentheses or anything, just Indie Function, all one word. And then we'll review it. If it's good enough, we'll put it on the radio show. Um, I'm going to introduce this week's debate, which is jams versus competitions. I am going to be taking the side of competitions, and Ian, you are going to be taking the side of jams. That was pretty obvious, but you know, I just for our blonde listeners out there. All right, so Ian, why do you think game jams are so awesome? Because you can kind of see more of a developer's talents if they're kind of forced to just go oh develop just go instead of like a month when you kind of have time to go okay let's uh come up with an idea then you start off on it or something and some developers will like kind of give up an idea because they go well i still have time and this idea didn't work out so well whereas with the jam it's like well it's too late to turn back down so i have to continue and finish this game with a competition you sometimes get people who like go through part way and then go oh crap this this sucks and just discard it and then they don't enter anything for the competition also, with jams, sometimes it seems like people are more into the whole getting together and collaborating on games with jams because they figure, well, it's not like a long-term project where they're going to have to like, work together for a couple months or something trying to make something. If they end up not really liking the people they're working with or something, it's not that big a deal because they were only working with them for a couple of days. Well, I think competitions are better because competitions give you a long time to work on it. You don't have to come up with an idea right away. You have time to think out your process, you know, what is this game going to be, what are all some great ideas that I can put into it, what what would be a good twist to this, you know, you, you can put a lot of thought into it, you really think about your game before you make it, you're not just rushed to try to make something, and then you can also perfect all the bugs, you know, every single bug, like, you, if, if you work with, like, a schedule, you can, like, end uh, development a few days early and then just work out all the bugs like okay so this is wrong I, I have tons of time to finish this I'll get it done and you can make sure that everything is perfect because that's one of the most important things about making a you know polished game is making sure that everything's perfect so competitions allow people to have more time to work on stuff so that they can make more polished games I think the whole thing of uh, polishing them down stuff with jams I mean you don't necessarily have to do it with version 1. Like, you can make a game and release it, and then you have a version out there for people to try and go, well, this is a nice concept, but you should improve these things, and then after you've quickly made that, then you kind of feel like, okay, now I have a amount of time after the jam where I can like improve and release an updated version or stuff like that. And uh, 
for instance, like Campbell was made in just a couple of days, not for a jam for an uh, experimental gameplay competition, but it was still made in like one weekend. And yet, look how popular it is. And then, I mean, with like the iPhone version, they added a lot more features, which makes it way more amusing. And it's also just a really addictive game to begin with. Yeah. So. so the way that you're looking at this is it seems that you see a game jam more as a starting point for a game. Whereas competitions, you know, you actually start the game and you finish it, whereas... Yeah, like you feel like you have to finish it with the jam. I think people are more kind of like, okay, it doesn't necessarily have to have a bunch of features. They're less likely to be so, like, expected. Like, with the competition, you're expecting yourself to be able to add a bunch of features in, and sometimes you kind of get overloaded and you think of too many things, and then you can't put them all in there, and then you get, like, really rushed towards the end there where you realize, oh, crap, I only have a couple, like, days or hours or whatever left, and you're trying to, like, program all these different things or something, and you end up leaving a lot of what could be really important, like, features out because you focused on less important features or things like that. Whereas with a jam, you're just kind of focused on the main, like, concept and things like that. You just kind of go through, make that, and then once you're done with that, if you still have time left over, you can try to add in some of the uh, bonus features and stuff. But it's kind of nice to just be able to quickly get your concept out there and have people go, okay, this is really good, or this concept's been done before, or stuff like that, before you uh, end up spending too much time on it. Because game jams, you know, you're not expected to finish your game. You know, there could be a really amazing game created for a game jam, and it might not ever be finished because they don't feel obliged to, you know, and they just might ignore people and be like, I don't want to make this game anymore, okay? It was made for a jam, it, the jam is over. And then if it would have been a competition, you know, maybe they would have made the same game, but they would have actually finished it and made it like just the most amazing thing ever because they had all the extra time to polish it and put in all the features they wanted. You know, there's not any bonus features that they might put in if time permits. You know, they, they have every feature that they want in there. Well, the chances of them having made some jam game they end up not finishing when it actually would have been an amazing game are really slim because I mean, even with just the time it done from the jam or you can really get a lot done if you're really speedy developer, but uh, it would be good enough that most people would probably notice that and go, wow, this was only made in a couple days, you should really go through and finish this, and when you have enough people pestering you to finish it, it's kind of hard to say no to all of them, because, I mean, especially when you're a game developer, part of your thing is you're trying to make things to amuse people, and so if you're just totally ignoring them and saying, yeah, you like my game, good for you, I'm not gonna finish it off, then seems kind of like you're not so much a true game developer or not an indie game developer i'm not really sure what you'd be in it for then but it's just kind of on the indie and on game developer he kind of kicked my uh, point in the balls there uh, i i'm not sure what to say <laughs> so you know game jams since they are shorter let's say that you go on vacation for a weekend you miss the entire game jam that sucks. If it would have been a competition and you would have been on vacation for a weekend, then you probably would have missed like of 30 days or three out of three days out of maybe two months or three months. If you have other events going on, you know, during the weekend or the week, you know, it, it really jeopardizes your game because it makes it way harder. You have to have like just a few hours is an enormous amount of time in a jam. So in a competition, you know, you can work around events better Whereas with a jam, 
you are really stressed out, you work on my jam game. Like you said. Yeah, that sucks for that person, they missed it, but on the bright side, for the people who are participating in the jam, they now have one less competitor, so they're more likely to get noticed, and therefore, while you take a hit, everyone else benefits from it, so I mean, you could almost feel good about yourself for that, being like, well, because I didn't enter, all these other people will have a much better chance, <laughs> and uh, the other thing that's more of a reasonable point is that... Uh, with jams, you don't necessarily need a winner, because it's not like it's part of the definition of the word. With the competition, it's you need a winner, or else it isn't really a competition. But with the jam, sometimes it's uh, just for fun. Like, the Game Jewel jams, that they, uh, they might still continue, I'm not sure, but they've had two in the past, and neither one of them truly had a winner. They, had, uh, they would feature some of the more interesting games from the jams, but for the most part, it was just having a good time was what was important. And also, uh, your games were fairly likely to get more noticed than they would otherwise. Because there was only however many games, and people were looking through these knowing that, okay, it was made in like one weekend, so you can't really expect too much, but then you see uh, games made by some people that look like they were actually made in a couple of weeks, and you're really impressed because it was only made in a weekend. Hmm. I just feel like it's a better way to get noticed by doing a jam than uh -huh. just randomly releasing your game or with a competition they're expecting more because like you had like two or three months to do this and they've seen what some people can do in like a week or a weekend or stuff like that so they're much less impressed by what you did alright and we just hit nine minutes for a debate we're going to wrap it up this week we're going to do things a little differently alright now, the winner usually is announced at the end of the debate, which side won. But this week, we're not going to announce it because you are in charge of finding out who the winner was. So, what we need you as our listener to do is to tweet to at IndieFunction, so mention at IndieFunction in your tweet, and put either Ian or Brett as a winner. Or you can put competition or jam. Um, I'm Brett, he's Ian, I'm for the competitions, he's for the jams, just in case you guys got a little stuff mixed up in your head, but we'll be expecting all the tweets in, and we will announce it on next week's show, so can't wait to hear you then. Next up, we have the advertisement again, and then after that, the credits. This is an announcement for Public Function Indie, the upcoming Indie Function Forums. Stay up to date with the latest radio broadcasts, magazine issues, and updates from Indie Function. Have conversations with the actual staff from Indie Function. Be the first to know about upcoming Indie Function projects and events. Be part of the Indie Function community, coming August 17, 2011. Indie Radio Broadcast 10 was hosted by Brett Hudson, a.k.a. Brettboy129. It was written by our host with help from Ian Jones and Justice Thacker. All music was found on Newgrounds, coming from Nemesis Theory, Toy Robot Music, Last Survivor, Honkmaster, Soul Stomper, and The Fabs. This broadcast was edited by Adocity. We hope you enjoyed this broadcast, and tune in next week. Also, make sure you check out Indie Magazine tomorrow, Sunday, August 14th. We hope you have a good weekend and have fun game developing.